Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, hello. That was a, a very long delay on my end to your traditionally elongated hello, but I just got a... Ah! <laughs> And then a long, yeah, long pause. Uh, I was watching my little uh, image on Discord, and it it does it just cuts out on Discord for some reason. It's bizarre. Well, g- given that we uh, the listeners will don't know this, so they they will now. Given that you are hungover and also suffering from hay fever, I wondered if one or both of them had just sort of taken you there, just <laughs> halfway through, just hey, oh no. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Like, like the last days of General Grievous. Like the last days of General Grievous. Um, well, you know, we wouldn't be having this problem if if we were in the same studio. And I'm, I'm just putting it out there, listeners, that I was very, very up for finally making our long-awaited return to the same studio this week. I was... Uh, the, but the request for, was flatly denied by Josh, uh, which is why we remain on Discord this week. I don't know what's going on, uh, the commitment to the podcast right now. You've got to question it. You've got to question it, you know. We're doing studio upgrades, you know. We're making the parking more uh, environmentally friendly by adding uh, chargers so that we can plug in hybrid and electric vehicles to the house, you know, to the studio, sorry. Yeah, you know, gonna have more electric chargers than Thought Park currently has. So, uh, well, who's, who's the better theme park now? Well, that is a very fair point to make in this uh, eco-friendly age. That, well, are we in an eco-friendly age? I don't know. We better damn well be approaching one, or we're all doomed. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a pretty bold commitment, a strong commitment from you there, Josh. They should get you at the G seven. You know. Actions speak louder yeah. than words, as they say, and you are taking action rather than just saying words this weekend. Yeah, put it this way. I wouldn't have taken a plane to fly from London to the southwest coast of England. <laughs> no, uh, I've, I don't think I would have either. That seems like a uh, questionable. Although, you know, my uh, mum just got back from that part of the world yesterday and after what sounded like an absolutely hellish drive maybe i would just fly <laughs> to be honest boris boris johnson just had a, a look train, at google right? maps and was like oh you're having a laugh uh, i not- feel like it's a perfect time to get a train and um, you know hype up how good our train network is um, yeah i mean as good you, as you he get is a sleeper train down there yeah, I mean, as good at, at bullshitting as he is, even he can't do. Even he couldn't get away with that one. Even he couldn't look someone in the eye and go, "British trains are fantastic," and I really wanted to show them off. Don't make me use them, please. <laughs> put it this way: I, I would put yeah. the the current state of British Rail at about the same level as the Walt Disney Road Railroad, which, as we know, is shut. Because of a half-finished roller coaster getting in the way oh, of the track, I don't. I don't think. I think the British train network gets a bad rap. Yeah, with good reason, um, Josh. I mean, it's it's like the oldest train network in the world. And, yeah, I know, but you know, and it's the one of the most densely used train networks in the world, and it's very hard to upgrade systems and track and stuff when it's so frequently used you know and then when you try and put in a big infrastructure project that's going to uh, increase capacity on said lines and increase consistency of travel people are all up in arms about it <laughs> it's the bunny huggers Josh. they don't want us to have our theme parks they don't want us to have our high-speed rail i don't know what they want exactly. us to do yeah Just turning us into a bunch of hippies who have to live in hobbit hills and Holding us back, holding yeah. us back. I think yeah. overall. That Digging being said, tunnels and hiding in them. Weirdos. <laughs> I am. I am quite easy to please overall in life, and frankly, as generally disgruntled as I am with the train network, I would consider it a major upgrade if they just replaced the PA woman with the voice from <laughs> the uh, TTA at Magic oh, Kingdom. Okay, I'd be. 
well on board for that. No pun I, intended. I, I was thinking uh, the, the monorail, the please stand clear of the doors. Yeah, and then that, you have to say it in Spanish, which I can never do. But That'll do, yeah, that'll do as well. Anyway, Josh, when are we going to record in the same studio? I'm putting you on the spot here. When are the When's the upgrade oh. going to be complete? Uh, this week, um, it's, it's been a couple of weeks in the in the in the progress, you know, process. We've uh, had electricians in to upgrade stuff internally, uh, so that we're prepared for the ch- new charger. And then uh, charger's going in this week, so uh, fingers crossed. Uh, next weekend should be good oh. to go. Oh my, the grand return to the studio. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull it up on Google Maps. I can't remember the way there. <laughs> <laughs> which way do i walk oh you know other than the disappointment of not being able to record in the same studio this week it's been a, a good week for you josh i guess because it was your birthday you got some it was birthday wishes i mean the podcast came out on monday this week of course so i mean technically you've had two podcasts this week everybody which is because this one has come out on time i'm pretty sure <laughs> And so you're, <laughs> he says that before editing it. Yes, and, it's, uh, uh, I, I realised that just as I was saying it. Like I'm pretty. Uh, this should come out on Sunday. I mean, it's only ever come out on Monday. I think twice in you know, at two out of 130 something being a day late. That's yeah. not bad considering you know it's not like it's my job or anything. No one even throws a survivor every now and then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the podcast went up on Monday. You got some b- uh, birthday wishes from some of the listeners. We'll get to the correspondence in I a did, second. Yeah. But how was your birthday, Josh? Because uh, I was listening back to a couple of old episodes. I'd just like to say I was quite bored yesterday and I have begun Clearly. that process that I hinted I might, which is to start renaming old episodes with the new oh, system. Well, it. <laughs> He's only gone and done it. He's only gone and done it. So I'm sort of listening to bits and pieces of old episodes for uh, pull quotes to use as titles and I got to uh, it was maybe about 10 episodes back and at some point for some reason we mentioned the fact that you are coming off the, I think you had this realisation on air that you had been coming off the back of two of probably the worst birthdays of all time because one was in lockdown and one you went to see X-Men Dark Phoenix I'll let you yeah. and the listeners decide which one of those was worse <laughs> I mean I know which one's worse <laughs> But uh, this week's birthday, or this year's birthday, you got to see nobody and have a burger and milkshake. It doesn't get any better than that. doesn't get much better than that. Nobody, I had seen the film previously, but seeing it on the big screen, always a charm. Uh, I really enjoy that film. I think it's good fun. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is great as ever. It sure is. And how was your grand return to uh, not a sponsor, Five Guys? Oh, uh, I was I was overwhelmed. It had been too long, and <laughs> deciding what toppings I wanted on my burger was uh, oh, I, I had a moment of crisis there, uh, <laughs> trying to decide. But I got I got through it, and I think I made some decent choices in the end. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you had a good yeah. time. Uh, no popcorn in the cinema though. They'd run out of popcorn. They of have both varieties, which, as far as I could tell, is like one of the first signs of the apocalypse. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. you know written through history that when the cinema runs out of popcorn, that's when you know, oh boy, here we go, we're into the final stretch of life as we know it here. I mean, I knew Sydney World was struggling, but I didn't think it was that bad. No, although uh, you'll be pleased to know that I was at the cinema again as of recording last night. They did have mm. popcorn. I saw people with popcorn. I saw popcorn Thank God. being carried around the cinema by people. I went to see In the Heights, which was really good fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It's one of those, uh, you know, musicals where, I mean, there, there were so many songs in it that it's the songs are used in place of dialogue a lot of the time. So it's one of those musicals mm. where you have people saying super mundane things in a fun tune. Uh, clearly I am the next Slim Man well Miranda in waiting yes uh, that is very much his style I think as well mm. um, he does that a lot in Hamilton which has some really good songs I'm not so keen on the Disney Plus uh, rendition of it but yeah oh fair enough what's wrong with the Disney Plus rendition of it uh, it's, it's the camera work I just, I just don't uh, does it feel a bit like someone does it feel a bit like someone's mum filming their school production yeah, it does. It very much feels like I'm re-watching someone's year six play because I couldn't <laughs> attend. 
to be to be fair, it's a very good year six play. But a year six yeah, play same. I actually did that once. I watched uh it wasn't year six, it was a uh year twelve performance of To Kill a Mockingbird because it was the time when I uh was in the hospital with my shoulder and then couldn't leave the house for six weeks. Um so instead of watching it live, I watched the recording of it, which is kind of bizarre. I was going to say, uh, getting you some year six kids to do To Kill a Mockingbird is maybe a bit heavy. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Uh, and then our final cinema asking of the week is tonight. We're off to see the hitman's sisters, wife's boyfriend's bodyguards, pet dog's owner's friend from Cincinnati. Isn't that that's the name of the Hagrid ride, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it sounds it, it sounds a bit like someone coming up with a transfer rumor. Where you know you, your cab driver thinks they've heard a rumor about who might be joining Man City this summer, and they're like, "My hitman's boyfriend's wife's girlfriend's son-in-law, twice removed, has said that Messi is coming to Man City." <laughs> He's ITK, mate. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that uh, one goes. Yes. I'm I'm planning on watching the first one uh, over dinner. This evening. Oh, yeah. I need to watch the first one as well. And then I think it's going to be a perfect popcorn film. Uh, You're going to get some popcorn, eh? We'll have to get there a bit early then. Definitely. Yes. The queues there are always the same. They need a fast pass at Cineworld, I'm telling you. A balding pass, you know. What's what's my unlimited black card for? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What's the black card for if not to double up as a fast pass? Oh, well. Anyway. That's basically been my week is, you know, just getting through the grind of work with the odd film to look forward to. And, uh, yeah, that's been it. I must say, Josh, though, uh, to help me get through my shifts, I've been working from home this week rather than in the newsroom. And so, I, you know, it's quite nice to work from home. I can sort of create a slightly different working atmosphere rather than the hubbub of a newsroom. I like to put some chill music on in the background. And given the weather's been so lovely, orange juice is back in the fridge. I've had the uh, Islands of Adventure magical mix playing on my uh, out on my soundbar over the course of my shifts this week. It's been fantastic. The port, port of entry music, all that stuff is excellent work from home backing track music I would suggest to anyone out there who wants some you know chill music to uh, get through the day just can't go wrong absolutely not it's uh, it's very very good no no other theme park comes close for my money in terms of an original soundtrack it's absolutely top tier (laughs) top tier indeed right um yeah, we have waffled on here for quite some time because there's not a ton of theme park news. I think actually the most theme parky thing, having looked up theme park news this morning for the podcast, the most theme parky thing that I've actually experienced this morning is seeing my sister's breakfast, uh, which is uh, very got strong Denny's lumberjack stack vibes, which is really taking Whoa. me back. It's pancakes with scrambled eggs and uh, a lovely. Uh, Selection of fruit, fresh fruit. So it looks very, very good. I'm quite jealous. Yeah, sounds great. But anyway, before we dive into what little news there is, Josh, allow me to please play the correspondence in general music. Yes, that's the correspondence in general music. Uh, We play that when people have corresponded with us in a general kind of way. Uh, they can email us podcast at parkrush.com they could tweet us at parkrush podcast they could send us an audio message at parkrush.com or of course they can open their window and shout incredibly loudly i haven't heard any messages come via that uh, form this week but i do have a few tweets uh, first one up Perfect. uh an apology josh an apology oh, a correction yes. uh this is you know a difficult moment when it comes in any journalist's career when they have to issue a correction. Mm. So I just need a moment to psych myself up for it. Shame. Yeah, feel free to fill the airwaves. 
just disappointing, really. You know, you don't expect it from a professional journalist. Um, just, just got to do better. The, the listeners don't even know what you've done wrong yet, but they do. They know. They know. They know you've done wrong. I've done wrong. I've done wrong. Uh, people that listened last week may remember that we were talking about just how mind-bogglingly confusing it can be to book a boarding pass for uh, Disney's two newest e-ticket attractions at Disney at the Disneyland Resort. So, of course, Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland, and as of uh, last week. Spider-Man, a web, no, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, I think is the full name of that one. And, uh, <laughs> of course, it's not as straightforward as you might like to be able to just ride those two things in the same day. So, uh, I mentioned the fact that someone on Twitter had created a handy flowchart, which I tried to talk you through on the show, Josh. I don't think you found it particularly useful at all, but it's definitely something that you need <laughs> to kind of see for yourself. Yes. But I incorrectly stated that it had been made by friend of the show, Carly Wiesel, when in fact Carly Wiesel had only shared it because it's true. it had in fact been made by at uh, the Becca Robbins on Twitter, who uh, had mentioned Carly in her tweet uh, that featured this flowchart because Carly had, 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 I think, mentioned the fact that something like that might actually be needed for people to work out the most efficient way of riding these two rides in the same day. And so it's Becca that actually made this flowchart. Uh, it's something that I realised I had done wrong after recording, but before publication of the podcast on Monday. So in that interim yeah. period, I did, in fact, uh, we did tweet on the at Park Rush podcast feed the uh, the flowchart with the correct reference. So there we go. Uh, if you haven't seen the flowchart, it's worth a look. Uh, you might find it genuinely uh, it's useful. In last week's show notes. But for anyone else, it's just a crazy situation that something like this is needed to work out the best way of doing some theme park rides. But anyway, yeah. Um, is that something you fancy, Josh? Would you be well up for citing flowcharts to plan a day at Disneyland or would you just sack the whole thing off at that stage? <laughs> Um, I've been on touringplans.com to like figure out heavy days and you know quiet days and uh, it was at that point that I decided that it's all too much and I, I actually can't bother with it. Um, it so it, flowcharts is probably uh, a step too far. Fair enough, fair enough. I think I'm probably in the same boat. Speaking but of needs tour must, I guess, right? Well, yeah, needs must, but it's bad that we must need. Yeah, it's true. Chuck that in your uh, profound sayings book. Speaking of touringplans.com, another friend of the show, Pastor John, has been doing some writing over there over these past few weeks. We've been sharing uh, the guides uh, that he writes. He's written another one this week, which I think kind of mentions us, Josh. I think we're kind of big time. We kind of get a subtle mention in his latest oh guide, uh, which is the best universal Orlando food for five bucks or less. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that he mentions are, well, yeah, it's under the catch-all bakery items. But we know he's actually talking about the cookie at the croissant noon. Of course. So I'll just read this section of the guide, which, uh, again, we'll retweet on, our, on the feed. Uh, just while we're here, actually, a few of the other things he mentions that are good snacks to get under five bucks. Josh, tell me if you've had any of these. We've got a voodoo donut, of course. You've had one of those. Yes. Uh, Sunday on a stick. Have you, have you had one of those? No, I haven't had a Sunday on a stick. No. Looks like looks like Zeus Landing is where you get this. The uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Hot on like pop, topsy turvy ice cream shop. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Fire eaters, which I think is the sort of outdoor grilly little grill thing in the Lost Continent. Have you ever been there? Uh, no. You get a falafel or a pitta. Uh, oh, a that's a good cookie Not dough. Always a nice touch. Yeah. Nice. Fruit cups. You ever had a fruit cup at Universal? I haven't. Uh, I can't say uh, I ingest much fruit uh, in <laughs> my Florida trips. All right. Or in general, if I'm honest. <laughs> what about butterbeer fudge? I haven't had butterbeer fudge, no. I don't often go in the uh, in the Emporium, the Sweets Emporium in uh, uh, Hogsmeade because it's just so darn busy. Have you had a dull whip? Whip. Uh, I have had a doll whip uh, from Disney World. Oh, not, um, not Universal. 
not from Universal. I, I'm assuming they're the same. They're Seems that good. way. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. I like them. Uh, have you had a brookie? What the heck? A, a brookie sounds like a North, like Lon- like North England thing. No, it's a, it's a cookie baked inside a brownie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind that. I haven't had one, but I could get... What would you go, brookie? Uh, I have had one, actually, just not f- from the UK, not from islands. Brookie or crownie? What would you go with? Crownie Crown- is probably what... <clears throat> crownie is what they are going to call them in the London result. Crownie sounds like a slur. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know that's what for. Why you need to say it with a London accent. You're a bloody cranny, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's what, another that, term for a loyalist, isn't it? It's a derogatory term for a loyalist. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but under this catch-all bakery items, Josh, John says, Universal Orlando is filled with bakery cases with treats of all types. The main breakfast bakery food locations are the Croissant Moon in Islands of Adventure and the Today Cafe and San Francisco Pastry Company in Universal Studios, Florida. These places have muffins, cheesecake slices, eclairs, turnovers, and croissant, croissant. all for well under five bucks. Now, here we go, Josh. Oh, uh, tell me if go. this tell me if this sounds familiar to you. The big selling point <laughs> for some guests traveling the park in a rush is the jumbo cookie at these places. Some people have even been known to make it their breakfast. Hey, I mean, I ain't saying that sounds like us. What? But that sounds an awful much like us. Am I famous? You're, you're famous, Tom. I'm being indirectly cited in a touring plans article. I can retire. I'm done. Yeah, done. I'm done. I think this is way cooler than being explicitly mentioned, you know. Yeah, uh, podcast 137, last uh, Park Crush podcast ever yep. to go live. There's absolutely no need to keep doing this anymore. We're done. We're done here. We're done. done. Uh, thanks so, for listening. There we go. Yeah, thanks see for listening. See you. See you. Goodbye. Welcome back to the Park Rush podcast. Uh, we thought we should probably at least finish this particular episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so thanks wise. to John for tweeting us. Uh, thanks uh, to Becca for the correction. And uh, that is, I think, all the correspondence we had this week. So now I'll play the correspondence to general music once again and we shall move on. Okay, Josh, there's not been a lot of Thing Park news this week. I'm sorry to say. Oh. Most of the theme park coverage this week has been about Velocicoaster, which has had its sort of official grand opening, but of course it had soft opened already. There'd been a media day. We kind of have got, I think, everything we can get out of Velocicoaster really without actually riding it ourselves. So I'm not really sure there's much else that can be said about it by us. But there was a story which I couldn't quite believe. Uh, I've, I've seen it in various places, but uh, I'm reading this version from InsideTheMagic.net. Uh, some yeah. guests have been banned from the Universal Orlando Resort for throwing ice at people on the Velocicoaster. I've never seen anything quite like this before. Uh, have you? I mean, what is the worst case of like theme park behaviour you have seen? Because this just seems incomprehensible to me that so it would someone would be possessed to chuck debris at people on a roller coaster. I mean, I've seen uh, graffiti uh, in a UK park being uh, performed, um, and obviously the smell of weed in some UK theme parks as no, well. I don't know what you, you would know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, nothing, uh, nothing like this. This sounds. Oh, this is rough. Yeah. So this happened uh, over the. Oh, I don't know what happened there. My uh, my temperamental AirPods tried to now. reconnect to my iPad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Listeners. Listeners. Uh-oh. I think I've lost Josh. This is again. bad. This is bad news. Tom. Tom's back for me. What's going on? I've lost him. I've lost him. I can't hear Tom. him. Tom! Oh, no. I can see his face. It's flashing on Discord. He's saying something and I can't hear him. He can hear me, uh, but I can't hear Josh. This is... Oh, no. What are we going to do? do? You read Maybe me I should over? get dedicated headphones for my Mac to avoid this problem in future. Hmm. Thomas. Thomas. Do, do, do you read me? 
What shall I do? I don't know what accent that is. Hold on, listeners. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. I'm stalling as best as I can. Come in. Come in, Thomas. This is this is nine five nine five. Can you read me? Nothing. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Uh, maybe someone's thrown ice at him or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe he, maybe he's just he can't get over the guilt of getting that the the source wrong on that flow chart. Who knows? But all I know is it's Tom's fault. It's always Tom's fault. Blame it all on Tom. Never my fault. Never. Even when it is, it's Tom's fault. Remember that. We had a lovely, you know, short podcast lined up to discuss things like f- ice being thrown on at people on Velocicoaster, a new Imagineering story show that's not called the Imagineering story. I found something about uh, Silverwood's Timber Terror being set on fire by some arsonists. Can't talk about any of it because Tom can't hear me. Shocking. He's not even talking now, so I don't know what's going on. This is this is Jane Jonah Jameson over Roger. Oh, Hello. can you read me over? I I can I can hear you. I can oh, I can hear you. It's it's, it's great to be back with you here today. Whoa 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 whoa! Do you see that? What? That's, that's a spider signal. Whoa! With Spider Man around, trouble can't be far away, mm-hmm. and you know what trouble means. Headlines. National coverage. So don't screw this up. I mean, uh, good luck. Hey, you shouldn't be out here. With Doc Ock on the loose. This could be the most dangerous night of my life. And yours. Be yeah. careful. Nice shame. Tom's, Tom's had some technical faults and... Uh... It's glitched into the Spider-Man. My new anti-gravity world. cannon. Not even Spider-Man will be able to stop us. Stop me. You mean well, stop us? Yes, yes, of course. Josh, 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 Josh. Bluetooth headphones you stopped you, Tom, so... I'm Josh. Tom. I'm trapped on the Spider-Man ride. <laughs> yes, it sounds Help. like it. <laughs> Help. It's not a bad place to be stuck. Ah... Uh, hello, everyone. I think I'm back with you now. Yeah. That was a uh, that was a nightmare. Wow. That was a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare now. I, thinking about how I'm going to edit this back together is is the real nightmare. Yes. Um, Maybe I did speak too soon when I said this would come out on Sunday. You played yourself. I played myself. What can I say? Um, oh well. Yeah, I, I did a bit of a. I did a bit of talking, which is going to be on the cutting room floor, I imagine. But No, I would never do that. If it's good stuff, Josh, it stays in. You know that. Well, I'm not sure if it's good, but it's stuff. To be fair, that mantra clearly does not apply to this <laughs> podcast. Right, where was I? I was talking about some youths throwing ice at people on the Velocicoaster. <laughs> some youths. So this apparently happened over the uh, Mosasaurus roll, you know, the bit where it corkscrews over the water. Yes. And uh, guests reported that they witnessed a group of other guests who appeared to be teenagers, according to this article, deliberately throwing ice at the coaster as it travelled at 70 miles an hour. The ice hit riders and even ricocheted back and hit some guests in line. Jesus. Uh, Inside the Magic has spoken to uh, a guest who was there at the time, uh, who only wanted to be known as Kelly. Uh, Kelly, who um, was one of the guests that was hit by the ice and was it, was did it speak Kelly to a team member about it. So uh, I think I'll just, read this, I'll just read some of this quote in full, Josh, because it's kind of crazy. Mm. My daughter Kayla and I were in line to ride the Velocicoaster for the final time of the night. We were in line before the park closed. So this incident took place at around 9.05pm. We were really excited because this would be our third ride. But the first time riding in the dark, we were in line right near the wall where the coaster does a barrel roll over the water. There was an obnoxious group of teenagers, clearly on a graduation trip as indicated by the purple backpacks that several of them had. All of a sudden, in a coordinated effort, they threw large cups of ice as hard as they could, directly hitting a fully loaded coaster car. The sound it made was terrifying. Ice flew back, hitting myself, my daughter, several people in line near us. The group was laughing and seemed very pleased at what they'd just done. I couldn't believe what I had just witnessed. 
I was furious and concerned for the safety and well-being of those on the ride. Being a mum and a registered nurse, registered nurse, um, I went into mama bear mode. I, I know that having words with them simply wasn't enough. All they did was laugh, clearly having no compassion or empathy for anyone who could have been injured or traumatised in any way. Uh, she goes on to say security was called and she has since been told that they were trespassing and have been banned from the park for a very long time. Uh, so uh, I hope a very long time means life. I mean, why would you let these people back in at uh, this she point? Actually, she actually said trespassed, which is uh, not trespassing. Being being trespassed is... Josh, <laughs> if I lost you again. Oh, Tom, I can hear you fine. <laughs> oh, no. I think I might have lost him again, everyone. This is a disaster. Ugh. Josh can hear me, but I can't hear Josh. Damn it, Tom. What's wrong with your system? Well, this has been quite the episode, quite the experience. That's what you get from buying a Mac, buy ladies and gents. If he, if he didn't, I'm a Mac and I'm a PC. Hello there, Josh. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Hi. Hi. This is this is weird. This is weird. I don't know if we have ever recorded a part of the same podcast two days later. Uh, no, this would be a first, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the, the awkward situation of picking up from where we left off but so much has happened, Josh. So much <laughs> has happened. We've gone, we've gone from two days away from total freedom to uh, another four weeks away uh, yeah. from total freedom. <laughs> and you've been to the zoo. Oh, I have, uh, yeah. If you were to give past Josh from the first part of this podcast some advice about going to the zoo, what would it be? Get an electric uh, pushchair for a toddler an electric push chair why why is that is it is it hard work pushing it around all day uh port Lim, uh if people don't know is which is the zoo i went to well sorry port Lim hotel and reserve as it's now officially called um Ooh. and it is built basically on the side of a large hill uh so it's yeah. fine it's fine going down it's a struggle going back up it certainly is but I, I'm glad you had a nice day. Unfortunately, no side of any roller coasters yet, so it hasn't yet started its transition into the bush gardens of Kent. No. But as far as zoos go, you were you sounded pretty content. Yeah, uh, really impressed. Um, the they, it seems like they have very much stepped up their uh, accommodation offerings um, with things like the Tiger Lodge, the Lion Lodge, and the and the Wolf Lodge, which is places you can stay. And they've basically got massive glass. Uh, windows to on one side of the building, so you can wake up and just have your breakfast with the lions and the tigers, and the bears. Oh my! And the bears. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, well, that all sounds excellent, yeah. and also very expensive. Yes, they were. They are very expensive, but what it means is that they are uh, making larger enclosures for all of these um, animals, which are obviously endangered. So we have to, unfortunately, keep them in captivity so that they can survive. Spoken like a true company man. Portland, are they sponsoring us this week? Are we? Um, I wish. <laughs> well, uh, also not a sponsor are uh, the technology company known as Sony. But I'm pleased to say that in the two days since my overly temperamental headphones spoiled the recording, <laughs> I've bought some new ones and they're pretty good. So I'm coming to you here with new headphones and uh, hopefully we don't run into any problems during the uh, the grand finale of this episode 137 of the Park Rush podcast. It's, it's, maybe I should name this like episode 137.5. Or... Yeah, like the, the stings that they often do in radio stations. Like, you're listening to 103.5. Capital episode FM. One, episode 137 remastered. Oh. Episode 137 legendary edition. Director's cut. <laughs> Director's cut. Yes, I like it. I like it. Well, well, uh, let's dive in. Let's pick up from where we left off, which I think was 
starting to potentially, possibly, perhaps move on to Behind the Attraction, the upcoming Disney Plus show, which I think yes. we talked about briefly a week or two ago. And since then, they have unveiled or revealed the full lineup of episodes, all of which are going to be dropping on, is it July 16th, I believe? July 16th, yeah. That sounds correct. So, um, yeah, let's just, let me just take you through this list, Josh, and you can chime in with your thoughts. So, I guess the most obvious one, given that this is uh, from the production company of one Dwayne Johnson, uh, Jungle Cruise. We are going to get an episode on Jungle Cruise. Uh, makes perfect sense, I suppose, yeah. Josh. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I wonder how much they focus on the uh, redesign of that ride, mm. um, obviously being so um, quite a key point right now in uh, the timeline of that ride. Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, then I, I think somewhat surprisingly, perhaps to some, we're going to get an episode on Star Tours, seen, I think, at these days very much as the poor relation when it comes to the Star Wars attractions at Disney, but it's going to yeah, get an episode um, all to itself on Behind yeah, the Attraction. Actually, a lot of effort went into the Star Tours when it was first uh, designed and created. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, George Lucas had decent involvement there. Um, so I, I think that could be a lot a lot more interesting episode than people uh, realise. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it's had the update in the last few years to yep. give it a bit of a new lease of life. So to make life it worse. even I mean, Make it worse in some people's view, absolutely. But uh, yeah, then we're going to have Haunted Mansion, one of the classics, one of the staples. Yep. Uh, hopefully it goes into just what was going on on the set of the film, how that came <laughs> to be. What people were thinking, exactly. Wow, yeah. That'd be uh, jokes. This one is exciting to me. We're going to get one entirely dedicated to trains, trams and monorails. Oh, I don't know about you, we... but I like trains. I like, I like turtles. So I'm looking uh, forward to yeah. it. I do hope that we get some on the TTA in Tomorrowland. The only thing I'm interested in, it doesn't have... Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do cable cars in there as well considering uh, yeah. uh, Disneyland had a cable car um, for quite some time. Obviously, you've got the new one now at Disney World. Mm. Seems like a kind of a, a, an omission in that uh, trio to not make it a quartet. It's not a bad shout. Maybe, maybe that you know, I feel like... <laughs> keeping that I for haven't ridden the sequel. They're keeping that for a sequel, maybe, yeah, but I haven't ridden the Disney World cable car but i feel like they've got strong competition there because i've always been a big fan of the bush gardens cable car i think mm. that's i believe the disney, really, one, really... the disney world one crashed again uh last week the week before oh, oh. it's always that's not it? good it's always always crashing great yeah uh, well uh, that, that that is bad then we have the the twilight zone tower of terror speaking of things that keep going wrong i mean this elevator has had serious God. serious issues since day one and Someone it's still it. running somebody really should look into it you're right someone call in fice and crook get that sorted <laughs> i guess with this one i mean i don't know again like like jungle cruise star tours also applies uh the haunted mansion it applies to all of these so far obviously these span multiple parks and in some cases they're quite different at mm. the different parks and obviously tower of terror has a very different history at different yes. parks so obviously it still exists at hollywood studios and in paris but in california it's now guardians of the galaxy so i don't know whether this will cover that as well in some way yes, or whether does. this will yeah it does, it does talk include... about guardians of the galaxy yeah um and I'm, I'm interested uh also to hear if it covers the tokyo disney sea version which has a uh different theming i guess as well similar but different yeah i guess yeah then i think very excitingly given what I think this could be an excuse to do. Hall of Presidents, we're going to get an episode on that. Could it be an excuse to uh, hold the grand unveiling of the Joe Biden robot? Or oh, that seems like a good time to do it. Robo Biden. Robo Biden. I think yeah, it's going to be difficult for them because I think there's a Isn't very good son? chance that Robo Biden ends up being more sprightly and have a greater range of movement than actual real-life Joe Biden. <laughs> Isn't Bo Biden his son? Bo Biden is, is his son who sadly passed away, is it not? Oh, is it? Who had the, the brain tumour, I believe. It's a shame. Yes. Um, that would be a no, pot if Disney brought him back as a robot. Ro that would be sli in slightly bad taste, I may yeah. suggest. But yes, Robo Biden, 
if if he even moves a little bit, you know, I think having seen Joe bless him pottering around the uh, southwest coast of England over the last few days, he uh, he doesn't have a, a great range of movement. So I think you know he's he's still doing his best, I guess. Bless him. Yes, bless him. Space Mountain. Interesting it's a, it's one, a classic that, for me. Why, why, why so? Why so? Because it's kind of like a, um, it's like a mouse. Uh, what are they called the mouse, um, wild mouse ride almost, but inside pretty much. Obviously, it's a different uh, train setup. But the if you look at it when it's got the lights on, it's very much a sort of uh, wild mouse looking kind of thing, and it's just in in darkness. So it'll be interesting to see how they uh, discuss that. I've never watched a Lights On Space Mountain video. It regularly comes up in my YouTube recommended video. So I've seen the thumbnail of what it seemingly looks like with the lights on. And I'm like, nope, I don't want yeah. anything to do with it. I don't want it to spoil the illusion. I don't want to see this. The, the, I don't even the, want to imagine what it might look like. The most concerning thing to me, being a uh, relatively tall chap, uh, is how leery those bars seem. You, uh, you, you do not want to put your arms up. Let me tell you that much. No, no. To be fair, I've never really felt the need on. I'm quite happy to kind of slouch into my seat on that ride mm. because they are possibly the comfiest roller coaster seats in the world. They are a delight. That's interesting because some people would disagree with that. I think because of the sort of seating position, but uh... oh, I love them. I, so I do soft. Like, I do like getting getting in and down into it. It feels like a um, like a bobsleigh or something, you know. Like if you get down yeah. and tuck in, it's going to be faster somehow. No, I'm a a big fan. Always have been. Uh, I'd, obviously, I am a small person. Maybe mm. that maybe that does help. We're then going to have it's a small world, uh, which again, oh, you know, classic. continuing the theme of some of these uh, has uh, left a footprint in the movie industry via Tomorrowland. So. Yes. Hopefully um, we get a, a good bit here about George Clooney and Hugh Laurie. <laughs> it's a small world, obviously coming from uh, one of the World's Fairs uh, that Disney, mm. Walt Disney helped uh, design this ride for. I can't remember who now, but it was an advertising thing for some such company. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because the TTA was uh, uh, Ford or Chrysler or you know some big American manufacturer. I'm sure someone will uh, correct us or me in that regard. Uh, yeah, don't drag me into this. I've yeah, had nothing sorry. to do with this yeah. blatant error. Uh, this was another World's Fair affair. Sure was, sure was. Uh, speaking of affairs, a good place to have one of those, perhaps, the Disneyland Hotel. Oh. <laughs> don't want to go with this, but... Segways, segways, they're difficult. Yes. They're difficult, uh, but I'm committed to this one, so let's continue. Like yeah. The Disneyland Hotel, a strange one, I guess. I mean, having never stayed at a Disney, one of the kind of the premium Disney hotels, no. with all due respect to David Crockett Ranch, I find the idea, the concept of dedicating an episode of this to the hotel is a bit weird. It, it just, it's going to feel, and I know what people will say, the whole thing is a marketing exercise. But when you're literally dedicating, a, unless this is Richard E. Grant, uh, <laughs> that reviving was really his, his, weird. his hotel show where he just goes yes. around enjoying life in various lovely yeah, jumping hotels. Jumping on beds, Unless, wearing his shoes, being a bit yeah, yeah. weird, a bit while he was filming, about bedrooms. While he was filming the Star Wars film, of which we do not speak, yes. someone just sort of put, called him over like, Richard, 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 we're doing this, we're doing this other show for Disney Plus, and there's a whole episode where we could quite happily use it as an excuse for you to just hang out in our best hotel. So do you fancy it? He probably would have said yes. So I'm hoping that's what this is all about. But I think it yeah. probably is just, look how great our hotel is. Did you know that you can book now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, again, yeah, I never stayed in a, a, a Disney hotel other than David Crockett, which doesn't really count. Um, I've been in quite a few in Florida. Never been to the Disneyland Hotel in California. Um, but it is uh, an iconic piece of Disney history for a lot of people. I guess so, yeah. People with more money than they know what to do with. Yes. Uh, like the lodges of Portland. Oh, yes. And then the castles. I have a whole episode about the various yeah. castles, which uh, it's the Hong Kong one, right? Which has just had its big redesign. Yeah. So I hope that gets a, a good chunk of this episode because I'm curious to know kind of the, what they thought in terms of this... how to cohesively present all the various different 
forms of Disney Castle and represent multiple Disney princesses in the same piece of architecture. That's probably a, quite a challenging thing to end up with a castle with a building that looks classy is the right word, but you mm. don't want it to look like some weird hodgepodge. No. You know, when it's uh, the centerpiece of the park. I think very much that uh, this is a... Again, I think this might be a bit bit marketing-y uh, around, hey, look mm. look at these two latest castles that we built. This brand new one in Hong Kong, which is magnificent, and this one in Shanghai as well, which is also magnificent. And both of them are far bigger and better than the ones in America. So come to this, these two in China, please, because money. Yes, yes, of course, yes. Hong Kong is, uh, to all intents and purposes, just becoming China at this point. So, yeah. you know, a year ago, I might have pulled you up on that, Josh. I might have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not both in China, but at this point, I guess they are. Hopefully you can still see the Hong Kong one through all the tear gas. Yes. Uh, but, you know. But that's uh, that's behind the attraction. Now, unlike the Imagineering story and the uh, the other Disney series that has occasionally featured theme parks, one day, the, um, one day at Disney, I, I believe all of these episodes are going to drop on the same day, which is quite rare for Disney+. Plus. Obviously, it's not been the case with their... A-list shows, whether mm. Star Wars or Marvel, so it's uh, it's a novel a novel thing that they're doing for their platform specifically. Obviously, people have become very used to this from literally every other streaming platform out there. But I'll, I'll look forward to binging this. I think. I mean, I, I really liked, as I've said before, I really liked the Imagineering story up until kind of the end, where you know that last episode wasn't so. But the ones that were more history focused, I really liked, and so I'm hoping yeah. we get a lot of that out of this as well. Fingers crossed. Uh, speaking of history. My favourite era of history, Josh, probably prehistoric, oh. probably Cretaceous, Jurassic, all those wow. kinds of periods. Because what if you could that's that when back? that's when dinosaurs walked the earth, Josh. And mm. uh, I love dinosaurs. We love dinosaurs here on the Park Rush podcast. Oh, by the way, did you check out the dinosaur section of Port Lim? Um, I didn't because I was trying oh. to sort food out um, at the time. Uh, my dad did, and. Uh, re- Tremendously underestimated how large it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it takes takes ten minutes to walk around that thing, and if you're stopping yes. for pictures, because yeah. there's some pretty good. Some of those dinos are actually yeah quite um, impressive I, I, in terms of scale. I ventured in to try and find my dad. Uh, he went in with, with my nephew, um, <laughs> and uh, I got halfway around and went, "God, this is uh, good luck to him." <laughs> and uh, Back, slowly I mean, backed out. You have obviously made it home. You're here doing the podcast. Uh, yeah. Are they still seen them. lost? In the <laughs> Don't know where they are. Oh. Um, good luck to them, I guess. Today. I guess so. Yeah. We'll hopefully provide an, ep- an update on their whereabouts in episode 138. But and the reason we d- I bring up dinosaurs is that we uh, have a new sort of think park video game announcement being a sequel Me. to Jurassic World Evolution, which we covered as part of our... I guess currently on hiatus because we've run out of games, Think Park video game <laughs> review series. So um, we will have at least one more episode to do this year because this game is going to be coming out in late 2021. I don't know if there's a specific release date yet. I think it is just late 2021, but it's going to be yep. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series S and X. One would imagine it's very much going to build on that first game which i guess combined elements of kind of business management games and some sort of thing park simulation games as well developed by frontier who obviously have the pedigree of rct and planet coaster and planet zoo so it's very much operating in that ballpark but i hope that this game is better i was left fairly cold by the first jurassic world evolution it seemed like it would be a game that would be absolutely right up my street and there were some things that I liked about it, but I feel like a lot of the busy work really, really bogged it down. And I think as we spoke at the time, and do go back and listen to the full episode, but I think there was a lot of, like, I seem to remember it was a lot of waiting for timers to count down, a lot of watching bars trick, you know, trickle up very slowly, and a lot of gameplay mechanics that felt like they would be more at home in a mobile game that's constantly encouraging you to throw a fiver at it to speed speed it all up a little bit. Yeah. And it really put me off in the end. So I hope this game doesn't get bogged down in quite so much of 
that kind of thing. But I guess at the moment it's a fairly broad overview that we've had of it. We had a little trailer and some quite minor details in the grand scheme have snuck out. But what what do you yeah. think of the first look we've had and what, what would you what kind of improvements and changes would you be looking for? Um yeah, I'm intrigued. It looks I think it looks um very interesting uh you know it seems like they're going to have a new story stuff going on you know like a campaign um mode it's going to be set after jurassic world fallen kingdom i think it i think Mm. it could be good i think if they they hopefully have learned a lot from their time with the first one and from the work that they've put into uh obviously planet coaster and uh planet zoo um and hopefully uh we're in for a very good uh, second instalment to this franchise and you know it, I'm very excited for it I love as we know park builders love Jurassic World well I don't I like Jurassic Park I love Jurassic Park Jurassic World can shove it really but it's still dinosaurs so bring it on yeah yeah I mean we we have booked Fast 9 very excitingly and I believe promised yes. as part of that is a preview of Jurassic World Dominion I think it's called I don't agree. I don't remember agreeing to going to see Fast Nine, but uh, no, we booked it on your behalf while you're at yeah. the zoo. Yeah, we hedged our bets and thought, yeah, he's game for wasting his time at the cinema. I, I believe I have said a couple of times, very specifically, I was not going to waste money going to see that film. But here I am. Oh, really? I don't recall this at all. I thought yeah. the whole the whole point of the exercise of me watching all of them at home in the early part of last year was very specifically so that I would be up the speed for Fast Night. So, I, you know, I just assumed yeah, and that, that that was just part of the part of the deal. And then they that showed that Harm was back, it. and I, as soon as I found out that Harm was back, I actively uh, turned against it. Well, we'll have to just wait and see what the narrative justification is, Josh. You know, I'm sure they've got a very logical... Well thought out and well explained reason for why Han is alive. I, I was explaining the deep uh, Fast and Furious lore over the weekend, much to the uh, amazement of many in the pub, about how I could keep track of everything that was going on. Yes, I could imagine. I could imagine how that conversation might have gone, but you know, whatever you say about Fast Nine, it has everything you would want to create a pretty awesome video game and the fact that no one's managed to do it yet is frankly a crime against humanity yes they've made some uh, what uh they made that bad game last year uh and they did a forza horizon 2 or 3 like dlc pack i think Mm. that they've then spun off into a separate game but i think it's unlikely because i think kind of with these with the lego games it does require that Lego sets actually already exist and also that there is some interest, obviously, among children in the franchise that you're adapting. But I do feel like there is scope for a pretty awesome Lego Fast and Furious game that just is, you know, like a highlights reel of all nine films. (laughs) I think Lego sets have to exist in actual physical form. For a, for a video game to get made, so I, I don't know how likely that is. But I, something I read today, which I didn't actually realise was the case, but apparently the uh, director, or who would have been the director of Lego, the Lego Batman movie 2, was talking about what the story of that film would have been, because unbeknownst to me, that film has been cancelled because the distribution or the rights for making Lego movies are now at Universal. They bought them. So Warner oh. Brothers had them and put out, what, the Lego Movie, the Lego Movie 2, Batman and Ninjago, I think. And now Universal yeah. have bought them, which does open up the possibility for some Lego Jurassic Park stuff on the big screen and some Lego Fast stuff on the big screen. Oh. So, If Lego you know, will allow them to do such a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd be well on board for that. I think that would be I, potentially... Yeah. Very funny. I could potentially see some Lego uh, Jurassic Park uh, like jokes oh, finding their way into yes. uh, the movies. Uh, maybe you know uh, some other classic monsters stuff. Maybe that'd be cool. Mm. Lego King Kong. Sign me up. Lego King Kong. I could go for that. I could go for that. 
Anyway, so yeah, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Details are fairly scarce at the moment, but uh, they, they have put out kind of an early, I guess, sort of news article on the official website. As you say, Josh, brand new campaign. It's going to feature uh, Jeff. Jeff is back, Jeff Goldblum. And also Bryce Dallas Howard, I, who I don't think was in the first game. I, I seem to remember somewhat infamously, there was a really weird lack of consistency with who they even seem to have the rights to actually represent in the game. So in the kind of um, like uh, database in, in the game, like if you went on Chris Pratt, they'd have his picture, but not his voice. And then if you went on like <laughs> Henry Wu, I think they had his picture and his voice. And, but then if you went on Laura Dern's character, they didn't have any of it. So it's just a picture of a Triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh, don't know sure. if any of that will have been cleaned up. But um, yeah, they're promising more than 75 species, including all new flying and marine reptiles. I don't know if there were any marine reptiles in Jurassic world evolution one unless i just didn't get that far but i don't even remember seeing the kind of mosasaurus you know the one no. of the, the more recognizable and memorable new dinosaurs from the first jurassic world film i don't remember seeing i mean i didn't see him show up whether or not i just didn't get him far enough as i say may have been the issue there yeah i don't remember seeing any of that stuff like when i've watched it in on youtube or anything like that so and then beyond the campaign, you're going to have a chaos theory mode, which apparently will have you reliving pivotal moments from the Jurassic World films. Uh, and you could potentially change the course of events based on how things go. Obviously, there's going to be a sandbox mode, which I very much hope just lets you use everything from the off. I remember eventually hitting a wall with the campaign for the reasons I described earlier and just saying, oh, let's do campaign, uh, sandbox, sorry. And then, of course, was hit with the disappointing realisation that, yeah, I could only use things in sandbox if I'd come across them in the campaign. Mm. So it wasn't really a sandbox mode in the way that I would have liked it. So I'm hoping that that is a bit more liberal. Uh, and then you can have challenge mode as well, which I think was also in that first game. Uh, so, yeah, I will watch it with great interest and keep an eye on it. And I will absolutely check it out when it comes out. I'll be interested to see if it ends up being a Game Pass game. The first one did end up on Game Pass, not launch. I don't think Game Pass existed uh, when this game launched, but... No. Um, um, yeah. I don't are. think this one... This one isn't um, X, uh, Game Pass at launch, right? But it is Xbox. I don't think so. Well, they haven't said, but... It is um, coming to Xbox, was, but it's not it is come to Xbox straight away, I guess. I think it will come to Xbox. I think the first game came out on everything at the same time. Oh, did it? Okay, fair. So th this should do as well. It's just whether or not it ends up launching on Game Pass. I, Game Pass. I wouldn't be surprised if it does... A lot of Frontiers stuff has ended up on Game Pass, including, as I say, that first game. But this mm. game will be being published, I assume, by Universal. So it would be down to them to strike a deal with Microsoft, I assume. I guess so. I'm just trying... I'm having a look here. Um, or would Frontiers self-publish and it's purely a licensing deal rather than a publication deal? I think deal? they may well self-publish. All rights reserved... Frontier Developments, yeah. I think they might self-publish. Well, there we are. That's Jurassic World Evolution 2 coming in late 2021. Yeah. We'll see... Excited for it. Exactly when. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think that's it. I think that's. I think it's time to draw this unprecedented Park Rush podcast to a close. Wow. <laughs> what a season. What a season. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for your patience. It's been a weird one. Uh, I think I may. I think I'm hoping that I've just hit the Monday release, and that this isn't an unprecedented Tuesday podcast. Ooh. But I, you know, I don't want to jinx it because I, I, it is on record earlier on during this podcast that you have just listened to that this actually came out on Sunday, and of course <laughs> it did not. But anyway, Classic. I called it at the yeah. time as well when you said it. I know, I know, but you know things are different now, and of course episode one three eight we are hoping may well actually be recorded in person. And I can think of no better way to, you know, despite the fact that full normality has been delayed by four weeks, I can think of no better way to celebrate the degree of normalcy that we have been able to enjoy over the past few weeks already in terms of cinemas and stuff. I can think of no better way to properly mark that than to finally record a podcast in the same room and then go and watch a really, really bad video game film at the cinema 
because Monster Hunter is out this weekend and we can oh, pair no. it up with a disappointing burger and it will be like COVID never happened, Josh. <sighs> do we Josh? have to? <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we have to? Do we have to? No. Do we have to do anything? No. It's a free country. You can do what you like. But should we do it? Absolutely, yes. Okay. In the meantime, you can email us. Podcast at parkrush.com. You can tweet us at Parkrush Podcast. You can find us at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. And the show notes go up at newhighscore.co.uk. Sure do. I think that's everything, Josh, unless you have anything else to add. Uh, no, that is it. Great. Well, goodbye, everybody, and we'll see you next time.